Welcome back to the Mistletoe Secret. I am the elf on the shelf, Daniel Kunkel. And welcome back to unwrapping the Hallmark Cinematic Universe. I am the weird, stinky Santa hat that hasn't been washed in a couple years, Trey Plutnicki. This week we are going to be talking about Debbie McCumber's Call Me Mrs. Miracle. And we are here to kind of, kind of unwrap what exactly Mrs. Miracle is, because I'll tell you what, she isn't a miracle. So the perplexing part about Mrs. Miracle is I don't know, I watched a hour and a half movie about her and I have no idea who she is. I don't know why we're on her. I don't know what her story is. I just know she exists and she appears to be this like gaslighting demigod who just <laughs> appears and just makes like not even miracles happen, but just makes things happen. You know, like, I guess you could call like, I guess you could call Jesus's trick water into wine a miracle and i guess you can call it a miracle in the same way that christmas cards reappearing in someone's office is a miracle because like it is impossible but in my opinion a miracle is something that happens that benefits the greater good of humanity and something that happens of biblical proportions which what mrs miracle is doing is literally just gaslighting it's she's just yeah. gaslighting people and well she is she is talking she is just talking to people making connections with people asking them not very deep personal questions just very run of the mill personal questions they are disarmed by her kind elderly appearance and then she shares those those things told to her in private with other people yeah with other with people that she knows it will make better that's right. what she does. Those are not miracles. It's not about Mrs. Miracle, no. but Mrs. Miracle is in it. It's mm-hmm. about these two, uh, I guess you would say star-crossed lovebirds, except not really like, it's not like they're two houses. It's like, ha- it's an unlikely couple. It's Holly and I, I <laughs> see, I have, the, I have seven BSs at this point and I still don't know this man's name. His see. name is Jake. Lovely. I could have guessed. Let me, get, I, let me get the uh, let me get the full IMDb up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's keep, keep Jake. It's Gabe. We got Mr. Finley. I knew Gabe. I knew Finley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms with, uh, see, when I read, okay, <laughs> when I read this title, I thought it would be like this. I thought it would be a a woman that has poorly applied lipstick, too much eyeshadow, who will say this line, call me Mrs. Miracle, as, hey, ah, call me Mrs. Miracle. And then she, like, takes a swig of her cigarette or whatever. Which she Uh, kind of does. Yeah, which she kind of, yeah. It's like, hey, call me Mrs. Miracle, baby. What's going on? Like, that sort of thing. (laughs) Like, like smoking out of the uh, hole in her neck. Like, that, that sort of thing. That's what I felt like this movie Mrs. Would be. Miracle, we should note, is played by uh, acclaimed actress Doris <laughs> Roberts of Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> Which, it's like, yeah, so, yeah. And so many great, 
great actors and actresses get their start in VHCU. Let's just walk through the story real quick. Absolutely. I, I, we can't ex- we can't expect people to have to have watched it. So let's Absolutely let's walk not. through the story here. Yeah. Okay. It starts with Holly. They're in the kitchen, right? Yes. And she she is in the kitchen. Yeah, and we and and Holly's with a kid. The kid's name is Gabe, and it becomes clear that Holly is is not uh, Gabe's mom, but Gabe's aunt. Um, and we don't do we know right off the bat where Gabe's dad is? No. Is it kind of like unclear? It's a little. It's I don't think it's unclear in a mysterious way. It's, it's vague. just not brought up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not brought up. It's vague. So yes, this. we open with her. Giving her 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 nephew Gabe some cereal, uh-huh. um, and I think I think to give her some credit, she's clearly stressed. It's clearly she's she's juggling work and she's juggling her nephew, who she clearly loves. Yeah, uh, he's like my you know my dad doesn't let me have this cereal. He doesn't let me have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, she's it, like, yeah, because it's so sugary. Yeah, it's too sugary. And it's too they sugary. Talk, and they talk about this for a little bit. <laughs> and to be, and, to, and to, to her discredit, she offers him French toast as an alternative. Right. Uh, so yeah, she she does this. He clearly is not having it. Clearly a little down in the dumps, you know? Yeah, I think it's because his dad's not there. I, yeah. I caught that part. That was... <laughs> this kid is a stinker, to be sure. He is a stinker. He is a, he is he a, is a bit of a stinker. He is a sexist say. stinker as well. Uh-huh, yeah. He, he walks so so Aunt Holly walks him to school, uh, and she she is clearly trying to be a good good supportive paternal fi- or um, maternal figure for this young boy. She's like, we could uh, you know we could go Christmas shopping, we could go see like scope out what you want, maybe go make your list, uh, or we could go home and like make cookies. You know, these are wonderful Christmas time activities. This kid is like. Um, you want me to cook and shop? <laughs> That's what women do. Yeah. <laughs> is almost a direct quote of what this child he's te- he's says. He's 10 years old. Also, I will say, Hallmark movies, especially the ones in in the uh, the year of our Lord, 2010. Yes. Uh, they have this. They have weird um, sexist undertones, whether it be in like characters that are like might be a little unknowing or characters that are straight up just like villainous and what's weird to me is this i was so i was combing through debbie mccomber's uh website before we started because you had just sent it to me and she is the writer of of uh call me call me mrs miracle and of the the book series that the movie is based off yeah and in her faq Allow me to read an excerpt from Please. her from her frequently asked questions. Um, you have some great male characters in your books. Is it harder to write from a male perspective? And I think her asking to include or her like intentionally including this question tells me everything I need to know about some of the weird messaging in this movie. Because it's like it like. Oh, I don't want to shop and cook. That's for women. And then she says, you know, some of the best cooks in the world are men. And I'm sitting there like, you're right. But also like, what? I feel like that's not the message you want. (laughs) I think retrospectively, I'm understanding your confusion or feeling like you're left out. Thinking back on that moment, 
I do feel like I, what is the message that we're sending right. to our young folks here? Yeah. What and is that supposed to mean? So her answer to this question, is it harder to write from the male perspective, is I've raised two sons and been married more years than I want to count. <laughs> <laughs> Living with men gives one a certain insight into the way a man thinks or doesn't think. A, co a real comedian. Seriously, it comes down to observation and honesty, which is true of all, all characters a writer creates. So, uh, I feel like this, this, this really does give us a lot of insight on, um, on how, how her writing is informed in this. Let's continue with the man. With the with, let's get on to the man of the story. Back to, back to the wealthy white man of the story. <laughs> yeah. Finally, some positive representation. Who is somehow down on his luck? <laughs> Who? Yeah. <laughs> like he's nice to his employees. Yeah. Everybody seems to like him. Mm -hmm. He's like an executive. He runs the he's, toy division. He's gorgeous too. He is very handsome man. Yeah. Uh, he is the, it, he, it is Finley Toy Store that he works at, uh, or like the Finley Mall, and he is the toy manager. So he is mm -hmm. in charge of ordering the toys. And he, he, this little stinker, has gone out on quite a limb here. There is a toy, the Intellitron Artificial Intelligence Robot Toy. I knew we were going to come to this. This is the hottest commodity. And my boy Jake here, Jake has decided to not stock it at Finley's toy store, mm -hmm. which is insane. It's a it's it's a Wolf of Wall Street style move that we don't know if it's going to pay off or not. Right, he gets it's in a, a heated argument with his father about it. He, who is the CEO? Who is the uh, grumpy CEO? His boss. Yeah, his dad is his boss. Yeah, yeah, and he. Tell yeah, he tells his father, "I will quit. I will give up my position at this company if we don't." Well, I don't even forget what he said. He was like, "If we don't make a million dollars or something, like if right. we don't sell out." Yeah, he makes an insane bet, like like an insane bet. Only a Christmas miracle can can solve and um, create. And the father. Um, so the father accepts this bet. We also set, we're also laying the groundwork for the father really hating Christmas. He throws away mm -hmm. Christmas cards that the company, he personally at the company receives. Well-meaning Christmas cards. Well-meaning cards from loyal customers. <laughs> he throws them away. We see his secretary. She's very patient with him. Uh, she's very like patient with him and is like, all right, yeah, sure. You hate Christmas somehow. Mm -hmm. um, but that's all right. Okay. Um, we, we missed there. There was the brief. There was the meet cute that before the, the son makes this crazy bet. There was the meet yeah. cute between Holly and Jake. They both have to go get their coffees in the yeah. morning. That couldn't have been more awkward, by the way. Super, could, super awkward. I could talk about that for a while. And Ju I won't. Yeah. <laughs> Jewel, St Jewel State, Eric Johnson doing their best with, with what Debbie has given them. In terms of in terms of like how it sets up future meet cutes in these Hallmark movies, we we have watched two movies where there is no meet cute, mm -mm. where there is no loving relationship that we're looking into. They're family movies. True. They're movies of yeah. families. So I think this does. This is about to set the meet cute precedent. 
So this is our very first meet cute. It's our first yes. meet cute. So we need to look at the signs. <laughs> please, please lay out the signs. For yeah, us. yeah, yeah. We need to look at the signs. Okay, and tell me. I mean, if I'm if I'm wrong about this, you can take away three or four of my bachelor's degrees. Okay, all right. In That's in fair. mistletoe in mistletoe science. If in you mistletoe are mistletoe magic. <laughs> And, and if and if you are right and I cannot sell all the toys, I will quit my job on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. One, there are three signs. Okay, there are three signs to a meet cute in a Hallmark movie. Are you writing these down? I'm. I have a pen open as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Yes. Disgruntled bystander. Disgruntled bystander. So. So there was a disgruntled bystander who witnessed the meet cute and was pissed that it was happening. She was furious. She had work to do, and they were arguing about coffee. About who was going to pay for the already made coffee. <laughs> Two, the awkward moment. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. The awkward moment in this situation being our, our good friend Holly getting her dress caught on the nail okay yep meet cute three the too soon to ask out break that break that one down a little bit more for me Mm-hmm. holly was insinuating like i want to ask you out but she pulled back because yes. it was too early but she still did <laughs> lean in because <laughs> therefore she asked him out too early they they both share they had some wonderful chemistry i will say mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. clearly giving it them all clearly both some lovely people yeah just trying to make it through this movie yeah um that is about them and named after a different woman <laughs> um so yeah it, it is also in this meet cute that we learn about holly's profession yeah holly is currently a kind of quasi personal assistant to a fashion to a fashion yeah, designer, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. um, but she has she has aspirations of becoming a dress designer herself. In fact, the dress she is wearing that you mentioned that got stuck on the nail, mm -hmm. she had designed herself as a reversible dress, so you could wear it at work, and then you could reverse it and wear it at night. Here's here's what I'm here's what I'm thinking when I heard that I was like that's dirty. <laughs> I was like, gross. I was like, ew. Because the first thing I think when it's like reversible clothing, it's like you're wearing something twice. You yes, know? yes. Like yes. you're literally, you're using it functionally using it twice. It's like yes. reverse, and especially uh, like, like reversible underwear. That's what I think of. So the second she said that it was reversible, I was like reversible underwear. Foul. You know? Absolutely foul. I was, I, that's so dirty. <laughs> So then we move on. We move on to our lovely interior that we're going to be at a lot. Finley Department Store. Yeah. And we get our first little introduction to that, that sweet, sweet gaslighter. Yes. This is Miracle. Yeah. It's 20 minutes in. And Good Lord in heaven. It's 20, an hour so, and a half long movie. Yeah. We meet her 20 minutes into this movie. The movie's named after her. And it feels like 
we're already supposed to know everything there is to know about her, which which does add to the to the mystery of what Mrs. Miracle is. It felt like in Mamma Mia, here we go again, when we met the younger versions of the dads and we were like, oh, ho, 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 here are these little tricksters. Here are these yes. little guys. It yes. felt exactly, exactly like that. Yes. The introduction to Mrs. Miracle is um, her actual name is Miss is uh, Mrs. Merkel. Emily Merkel is her name, yeah. but her friends, does she say her friends call her? Everybody calls her? It's like, yeah, everybody calls me Mrs. Miracle. Yeah, and she doesn't work there. So, so let me explain. <laughs> she, she, so she... 100% does not work there. She has a name tag, and she, and she is like, I, this is my toy store now. <laughs> and she doesn't work there. Like, I, like, straight up. I'm not exaggerating. She doesn't work there. The lady, Jake, is like, dude, what are you doing here? And she goes, I work here. And then lying. Because she d- doesn't work there. Co- clearly lying. Not yeah. doing a good job of lying. And then Jake goes over. So we meet Mrs. Miracle. And I've already talked so much about her that <laughs> I don't feel like I need to. I, I feel uh, like we could invite her to Thanksgiving now. Right. It wouldn't right, be right, weird. Right. So... Jake goes over to Mrs. Miracle's co-worker now, someone that is actually employed at the store, like filled out a W-4, an I-9, like really sent in all the paperwork. Mrs. Miracle didn't do any of that because she doesn't work there. So Jake goes over to her and she's like, yeah, I literally just saw this old lady outside the store and I was like, come in, I guess, because she had a name tag. It was weird. Yeah, she was kind of, I don't, I've never worked at a big department store, but I've worked at like retail before. It is not like everyone just shows up at the same time and is let in and there's no like official clocking in or clocking out sort of thing. No, like no checking in with the manager for there. It sounds like there is none of that at Finley's department store. Right. Now, 2010 New York, it's it's a different time. Fair Uh, enough. Mayor de Blasio was not the mayor yet. Uh It's a different. It's a different time. It's De, it's. De Blasio had fixed the problem of yeah, strange women wandering yeah. in off the street to work a nine to I will five. S- hold on. Who was mayor in New York in two thousand? Who was? Oh, it was Bloomberg. Um, things things were things were a little up in the air. You didn't have the iron fist of De Blasio. You had a fun billionaire who was just kind of throwing up and throwing up cards and going to casinos. I don't know. That's what billionaires do, right? Those New York casinos, baby. (laughs) So, normally, at the retail jobs I've been at, when people are early, right? Yeah. They usually get a key. Because people aren't early to retail jobs. It's like, oh, you want to come early? Here's a key so you don't have to wait outside. But once again, things might have been different in 2010. So when that woman, I can't remember what her name is in this. Gloria. It's Gloria? Yes, it is Gloria. Gloria. Um... When Gloria was like, yeah, I just kind of let her in because she had a name tag. I thought she worked here. That's like, I don't think that's a thing that happens, you know? I don't think that's ever, maybe at like the coal mines, is that a thing? But even then. Yeah. Like 
like it's got a there's maybe three jobs in the world where they just like mass let people in go to your workstation right well at the coal mines it's like if anybody just shows up early they're like yeah sure you want a job here cool cool, go for it fine yeah Yeah, we got black lung up plenty like this would not be a problem (laughs) if mrs miracle me mrs miracle was set in the coal coal mines of west virginia this would not be no 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 but anyway, only in Bloomberg's New York would this be yeah, a problem. In Michael Bloomberg's New York City, so Mrs. Miracle doesn't work there. Jake is is could not be more be- bewildered because Mrs. Miracle's like, I've worked here for twenty years. You have you've never seen me, and and Jake's like, all right, sure. Uh, smash cut to back. It goes back and forth a lot. From, I forgot the order of how it yeah, went back, yeah, to, back it just and forth, back, and I watched this movie two days back ago. Back and forth, and back and forth between uh, Holly and and Jake, to the point where it's like it feels like it does feel like I'm I'm watching the same scene of, of each of them, just like over and over again. You know, mm-hmm. like it's like oh, he's back at the office. Oh, she's back at the fashionistas. Oh, and she's fat shaming a bunch of people. <laughs> the the fashionista, the fashion designer that Holly works for. Oh man, let's talk about her because I do think she fits into the HCU. She does, yeah. Um, in a big, big way. What if I were to tell you? Okay. Yeah. What if I were to tell you that the town Christmas forgot is not only the dad's dream but it's oh it is Lord. the head fashion designer's dream as well as they are both played by lauren holly yes the mother in the town christmas forgot and uh what is her character lindy Lowe, mm-hmm. um obsessive fat shaming um very classist mm-hmm. classist um, yeah yeah very like very elite like literally very, Blo- very bloomberg new york yes yeah bloomberg new um, york very she she is the mother in the town christmas forgot as well mm-hmm. which i think is let's circle back to that let's 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 finish out the plot and then let's okay. circle back to these connections because i think we've got a couple here mm. so holly is struggling uh uh, after the meet cute with jake uh they kiss they kiss once they got chinese <laughs> <laughs> he yeah so 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 mrs miracle to her gaslighting credit does get them together yeah um by kind of organizing a bunch of random happenstance meetings between um between gloria the the kindly assistant the kindly uh excuse me shop employee who has worked at finley's for 20 or 30 years yeah uh and mr finley Jake's dad, and so there's a meet. Yeah, there's a meet cute between the Gloria and Mister Finley, a much better meet cute. Yes. Although I don't know if it qualifies by our rules, though there is no belligerent bystander except for possibly the son. Yeah, the son is a bit just uh, bewildered and kind to, of upset. Yeah, they're supposed to go to the father and the son are supposed to go to dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Finley is, goes out waiting for his car. Mrs. Miracle walks out. Mr. Finley, very similar to his son, is like, I don't know you. You don't work here. I know everybody, even our seasonal employees. <laughs> Which, he's a bad, he's a grumpy man. He's a very good boss, No, he's boss, a good boss, apparently. good boss, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I know everyone, even the, um, 
even just our seasonal workers just for just for Christmas or whatever. But you cannot um, prep for the expert gaslighter, Mrs. Miracle. You can't. There's no preparation bob, for that. Y- you'll bob and you'll weave, and she will deny <laughs> everything. She goes. She will say you're forgetful. No. She'll blame it on your age. She'll blame it. She'll blame it on your age. She'll blame it on one of your biggest insecurities, which is you staying in your office all the time. Yeah. And she knows you're right. She knows you're right. She 100% knows you're right. That is what makes all of it malicious, is that (laughs) she is lying to every single person that she meets. And she knows she is lying. And she seems to do it for no other reason than because she can. Mm-hmm. So she tells Mr. Finley, your son is working late because of, y- of you. She she makes him feel even worse. Mm-hmm. She's like, he's got to work late on inventory. Why don't you take Gloria home? Gloria also walks out. Mr. Finley, kind of weirdly, I think, is like, oh, I know you. You're Gloria. You used to like wear your hair down. It's a it's a strange meet cute yeah. between a between a CEO and his employee. I will say, at the time, I didn't realize it was a meet cute. It didn't even. Occur- it's a deceptive. It, it sincerely didn't even occur to me. I think you got to be in the right mindset. But if you don't go into this movie expecting everyone to fall in love, guess what? You'll miss it. Yeah. You'll blink and you'll miss it. I guess it. when I was um, when I was looking at Mrs. Miracle and. And J.R. Finley, I wasn't immediately thinking that there would be some romantic subplot that they are both involved in. But yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, it's creepy. It's a little weird. Um, so yeah, Mrs. Miracle sin, and then and then so she convinces Gloria to let Mr. Finley give her a ride home because she lives like six blocks away from each other. Mr. Finley's like, "How do you know where I live?" And, she's, and, Mrs. and she goes is like. Shh. <laughs> She's like, don't worry about it, Toots. She goes. She then goes to the private car company that they rent for. They they rent by month. We know this later on. We learn this from Jake. Uh, This likely very expensive private car company. It is like, hey, you know, maybe uh, maybe a little accident happens. Maybe the, uh, you know, maybe the uh, the old wheel breaks down in front of this cute cafe. I know. And this private car driver, whose job is to drive people, go like winks at her, and is like, "Yeah, I'm with you, you gaslighting psycho. Yeah, I got gotcha. you." Super weird. It's a yeah. It's super weird. Fla- flashing forward, I think one of okay. There are two things I need to know if I missed something, <laughs> or if I got all the information. Okay. Yeah. The toy. Right, I don't know. I don't know what Debbie McComber has against uh, technology, but the way she writes what this toy is, like it's at, at some points, I'm like, did she make this movie so she can, so she sh- she can just complain about how video games are becoming Christmas toys? This toy, which is this thing called the Intellitron, which is essentially just a plastic robot that is completely harmless and probably a perfectly fine toy, is um, seen as the destroyer of Christmas, a death 
to inspiration, education, Mm -hmm. imagination in kids, and seeks to destroy Christmas as we know it. And this is from all the characters. Like, all the characters believe this. Jake, yeah, the toy guy sees it this way. Holly sees it this way. Mr. Finley wants it, but as a as a monetary thing, not yeah. not for any other reason. And and it seems like it seems like he knows that that Jake is right, but he needs the money. Yeah. And then the toy uh, starts blowing up. <laughs> and I was hoping the movie would be about that at that point, because how cool would that be? And and what what a fine addition to the HCU that would have been. If we all of a sudden have literal exploding bombs I, in I think we're I think we're laying the groundwork yeah. for something though. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna get I think we're gonna start seeing more and more of this big like anti-technology push mm-hmm. that Hallmark is known for. Absolutely. Especially in, in a time where Santa's workshop only has woodworking tools, but somehow people are getting watches and, and stuff. <laughs> it's like it's like i'm on my seventh uh like uh, rocking horse can you please at what point at what point because we know santa's real at what point is he complicit in trying to blow up children although i guess christmas no i guess christmas eve didn't happen so he didn't deliver the presents but he was going to yeah because that's what that's what a lot of kids wanted more than anything else yeah the intellitron so my god santa almost became like a mass murderer literal cause of children deaths and probably yeah they probably blow off their hands if you're just thinking about the logistics of the intellitron exploding lord it'd go like this horrible off your hands yeah they never address how they found out yeah well it's kind of it's kind of like a it was like a recall situation like uh the e coli thing where they started recalling lettuce yeah good point good um but so that was one I didn't miss anything yeah. on that where that just no. went nowhere, right? No. That was that was a finished storyline at that point. That ha- that happened so that everybody went and bought classic toys. Yes. But something also and, happened where everyone mm-hmm. went to that a specific store to buy classic toys and yes. that was uh Finley's toy store. And okay, so here's the second thing, it, they're related. Did I miss anything when <laughs> When Mrs. Miracle went on television, (laughs) you're already shaking your head. When, okay, so Mrs. Miracle went on television at a store she filled out no paperwork for. She is, does not work out. She, she work at, she went on television and she said, we are giving our, some of our profits to the U.S. military. To, to children. And families of veterans. To children and families of veterans. Okay. I thought it was like a sincere, like, we're going to give this money to the defense budget. <laughs> okay, okay. No, the, de- so it's the Department veterans. of Defense is yeah, not yeah. getting any okay. money from Mrs. Miracle. Okay, good, good, good. So yeah, after the, after the recall of Intellitron, we're at the news place. Like, we're on the, we're watching the news. Mrs. Miracle is just there outside of this toy shop. Yeah. Where, where the recall's happening. Yeah. And... She says she makes a business decision by her by herself with a very costly business decision. Yeah, the CEO's not there, Jake's not there, and she just does that on TV. I did I miss anything? 
No, you did not. No. She so she said that, and Jake was yes. like watching TV and said, "Oh, that's Jake is that's Mrs. Miracle." Yeah, Jake is watching the article, watching the the story happen, and is like, "Wow, it's a great plan, Mrs. Miracle." But she has so <laughs> she has no authority to do it. No, no, no. And then Jake covers for this gaslighting sociopath and is like, "Yeah, Dad, I I signed off on this." Because, of course, so she goes, you should all come to Finley's. We have classic toys. We have trains, which apparently everyone freaking loves trains in this Hallmark universe. We've got the town Christmas forgot, and we've got this now, where trains are such a big deal. Yeah, trains are huge. And she's like, come by, come by Finley's. We've got great toys. We've got all these wonderful things. And we're also giving a, a discount to, to veterans and their families on Christmas. A clear nod to Holly, because we have learned now that Holly's brother is in the army. Yes. Gabe's father is in the army. Mm-hmm. That's where he is. Yes. Um, we've got a, Yeah, we've got a lovely scene where um, we find out why Mr. Finley and Jake don't celebrate Christmas. And why Mr. Finley hates Christmas, because his wife, Jake's mother, died uh, on Christmas Eve, I believe. Mm-hmm. Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Yeah, it was, I, I think uh, it was Christmas it, Eve 20 years ago. So 19, years ago, 1990, a, Christmas Eve. In a Eve. hit and run. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, in, a, in a taxi accident. Excuse me, not a hit and run. Um, yes. In a taxi collision between two in taxis. In a snowstorm. In a snowstorm. And that's why they don't celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Miracle kind of confronts the dad, says some gaslighting crap, and then the dad comes to the son after they've had this big blowout sale because nobody wants the Intellitron anymore. And the dad's like, here is the present I bought for you 20 years ago that I never gave to you because your mother died on Christmas Eve. Yes. And here is the here is the present I bought you that night and I was trying to throw it away and I could never throw it away because I always heard your mother's voice. It's rough, man. Yeah. Like that's a lot of emotion packed into a little monologue there. It's... He gives him, it's of course, audience, I want you to take, a, take two seconds, take a wild guess about what this present is, this greatest present in the world. It's a freaking train, train, <laughs> train set. It's a train set. It's a vintage train set. It's a it's a not produced anymore train mm-hmm. set. This man is worth quite a chunk of change. He's dating in his thirties, and his CEO father decided the what would hit the spot is a train set. It was clearly about the emotional value of the of course anyway, no no of course and of then course. so yeah so th- and this scene I want I think we should I want to talk about this scene and I think we should move on to the connections maybe. okay. So in this scene, this movie like sets up a lot of things and then has the emotional resolution to them in act three. So it sets up a little thing that's not super important and then it'll come back to it and be like, yeah, I remember how you always love root beer. And it's like, oh, I remember at the beginning of the movie how they talked about root beer. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not what happens. That's just an example of the idea. So we get this emotional resolution of the father and the son accepting because uh, they've always gone to like the Cayman Islands or something or Fiji or something on Christmas because the father could not bear to be in Mayor Bloomberg's New York <laughs> on Christmas because yeah. of the thoughts of his dead wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they've resolved to stay in Christmas and stay in, excuse me, stay in New York during Christmas to work through their emotional issues, their emotional intimacy that they have with each other mm-hmm. and with the world. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful moment. And then we have a soldier come up a, a a man in camouflage uniform comes up he's like look i need a toy and we're like Haha, i know who you are 
They don't say who he is, but we know who yeah. he is. It's my boy. He comes, he's like, I need a toy. This father, who just got done explaining how he could never throw this present out because he heard his dead wife's voice saying, don't throw it out. Give it to our 30-year-old son. Um, the son takes all of that emotional resolution that has been building for 20 years, symbolized by this train set, Puts it back in the bag and gives it to this random guy and is like, here you go. Give this to your son. And the guy's like, how much do I owe you? And and to twist the knife, the son's like, don't worry about a it. Goose it's egg. on Finlay's. A goose egg. It's, it is not a, I want you to take it. And I'm surprised yeah. that the, the dad didn't go, what the hell? Hold on. Yeah, completely devalued the moment it, for me. A bit. Um, Quite a bit. And then, yes, we of course we find out that is, of course, Holly's brother. That is sweet, sexist Gabe's father. <laughs> um, they go, so they go, they give the train set to the son. It's a great moment. Jewel State kills this moment of, like, realizing it's her brother home for Christmas. Because yeah. the captain drew lots and he got to go home early for the holidays. Really wonderful moment. Um... And then they go to the holiday party that Gloria has talked about missing at Finley's. That Mrs. Miracle just organized. Just organized on her own. Didn't tell anybody. Just did it herself. Mm-hmm. Told everybody to show up. Probably, it's a very... Please? Probably please use go. the company card, too. Company card at what looks like a very expensive restaurant on it. Yeah. I had to guess. Fifth or sixth right, Avenue. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like near... Like 34th Street. Near like, Rockefeller Center. Yeah, like, this is a pricey yeah. joint for an entire uh-huh. department store. Um, and then, yeah, so then the, yeah, emotional resolutions happen. Holly and Jake get back together. The son, Gabe, goes up to Mrs. Miracle, and she's like, I must go on to help the other little boys and girls. She gets her bag. Everybody's like, where did Mrs. Miracle go? We really need to talk to her and sort all this out, all this lying that she has done. Mrs. Miracle, we see her walk off into into the darkness. Uh, and then she turns back, looks at the camera, winks, continues to walk, and fades away. And we pan up to the North Star. That's the end. Yeah, I was, you know, I was hoping she would disappear. But then when she did, I wish she hadn't. <laughs> I was like, please disappear. Please disappear. And then when she disappeared, I was like, all right. Damn it. Yeah, I was like, God, I wish... Um, all right. Do you have any other notes you want to address before we get into these connections? I don't think so. I think we got it all. I, sorry, I had one thing, and then we can go on to the connection. Uh, do you remember the personal injury lawyer joke? Yes. So yeah, there's a joke in the movie <laughs> where everybody's coming to buy these toys. The, this this man walks up. He's a he's a short little man. Doesn't look like a, a particularly imposing gentleman. Looks like a normal normal short guy. Comes up with a rock'em sock'em robot. He's like, oh, rock'em sock'em robots. This is what inspired me to get my job. And they look at him because he doesn't look like a boxer. He doesn't look like an MMA fighter or anything. They're like, what do you do? He's like, I'm a personal injury lawyer. Fantastic joke. Which think of the think of the implication behind that. Uh, He looked at a rock'em sock'em robot when he was 10 and he said. Huh. I should go to law school for this. Um, I um, I had one question for you. Okay. Uh, did Mrs. Miracle kill Gloria's husband so she could set him up with Mr. Finley? Okay. My... My... 
my connection <laughs> has a little something to do with that car crash. Please. Okay. Yeah. I think we'll find out later because as we all know, the harbinger of tragic events are snowstorm car crashes and Hallmark Christmas movies. A snowstorm car crash happens once, at least once a phase. And I think in maybe later this phase or in phase two, we'll find out who was the other tragedy on the other side of that taxicab car crash. Oh. And if it is Mrs. Miracle then it's Mrs. Miracle. Because Mrs. Miracle can obviously... She could have been in the other car. And then... She was the taxi driver driving the other yeah, car she, to kill two, three people, including one innocent taxi driver, at least. Mm -hmm. She could have... Well, so she could have been the taxi driver. She could, should, could have been the other car. But what I will say is she has an excellent opportunity with her power to disappear, to just disappear at the wheel and then uh, be absolved of any any yeah. and all um liability look if she was caught by the cops she'd talk her way out of it and tell them they were crazy right so like it, uh, her, i don't think her getting caught is a concern <laughs> mrs miracle is a this is my only connection <laughs> mrs miracle is a demon okay and i have one specific line i wonder if you marked it as well okay gloria says um i checked with hr mrs miracle interrupts gloria to say heavenly resources and gloria says human resources and mrs miracle goes of course that's what i meant to say mrs miracle is a demon <laughs> messing with these people's lives mm -hmm. hiding from the forces of christ almighty okay i need to ask you a question do you think mrs miracle was is the spirit from the exorcist absolutely <laughs> no. do you think <laughs> mrs miracle intended like like acted with malintent this entire movie but everything that was supposed to go wrong went right because of the spirit of christmas because i have a couple of examples uh to answer this question because I think I have an answer. Okay, I want I want to hear your I want I want to okay. hear the evidence first. I think, I'm interested. I think in she this. absolutely acted in malintent. I think we agree on yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Think about what the CEO is worried about. He's worried about sales. He's swamped. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have much time. These these Christmas cards keep coming back after he throws them away. That is that is something only 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 a evil person would do to drive someone insane there's this one thing i did with my roommate in college you know him by the name of jacob <laughs> every i pulled a prank on him every day i would put a penny in his room okay now when you see a penny in your room you're like oh that's weird there's a penny in my room it probably fell out of my pocket then you see a penny the next day after you pick that one up and you're like, oh, that's weird. I thought I picked this penny up. And then you see, and then you see another penny the next day. And the cycle continues and you start to think, do I really have this many pennies? Do I really care about this many pennies? Am I just not picking the penny up? Do I even use cash? <laughs> like those sort of questions come, come into your mind. 
that is Mrs. Miracle with the Christmas cards. That is what she's doing. She it's it's intentionally trying to drive him insane in the most stressful point of of his of his career, which is Christmas Christmas time in a toy shop. And on top of that, I th- he she Sorry. yeah, go yeah. He's try- she's trying to lose him money with this whole veterans deal. It's a, it's a it's a silver uh, what's the word? It's a, it's a silver dollar that unsheathes and turns into a dagger. I have a theory and yeah. it could still very well that she has a specific goal in mind and will do nothing to do nothing to or do anything to keep it like keep that on track, you know. I think she wanted she wanted Jake to be the head of Finley's because Jake is a regressive is a traditionalist and she sees the future of toys okay and she knows Finley's will be driven into the ground she's a santa operative so the okay so the intellitron that's part of her plot then. Santa makes the toys, not these toy stores. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. Santa makes all the toys. So she brings in the Intellitrons. She makes them explode. She forces everyone into this traditionalist attitude. Gets uh, the CEO realizes that Jake was right quote unquote right but in reality she sees Very lucky. she sees a decade or two down the line and knows that like iPhones and the App Store and video games and the Xbox series X Y and Z are coming out on the horizon and will literally drive him into smithereens so Santa and his and his toy shop can keep making those rocking horses uh, rocking chair oh my yeah. god it's it's all about the trains yeah how could we and have the been trains. so blind yeah you think you think a kid is gonna want to train in 2020 no no way <laughs> where are you gonna put the damn thing you're gonna put the train we're all living in studio apartments okay but we know santa is a good person do we or have we just been told Santa is a good person? Okay, hold I'm on. I'm not totally... we do know she... I'm also not... We to, do know okay, that ahead, Mrs. Ahead. Miracle is an enemy of God. Yes. She is hiding from heaven. Yeah. Because she gets nervous when she says heavenly resources. Uh-huh. So is this whole HCU building up to capital G Christian God fighting Santa Claus? I think so. For free will? I think so. And if my research has has proven correct, I think that's the direction that we're heading. I think it's about free will. I think it's It's uh, the f- battle of free will yeah. versus the monopoly that is Santa Claus. Yeah. And I think I think um I do think there I'm not totally convinced that there aren't that there isn't more than one Santa. Yeah. Like, I'm not I'm not completely convinced on that. Like, and I'm not talking about, like, oh, of course they're mall Santas. No, I'm not totally convinced that there isn't more than one magic sleigh, magic bag, hat, and red suit Santa. 
And I don't have the evidence of that, but we've only seen one Santa movie is the thing. We've only seen, yeah, we've only seen three of these two. Yeah. I, you know, we're reaching right now, but I think it's important that we lay this groundwork. Of course. So that when the, when the, when the signs are laid more bare in future films, yeah. we know to be looking for them. We know now to be looking, maybe there isn't just one Santa. Maybe there are a couple of different Santas. Yes. Yeah. Who are all maybe the same being, different? We don't, we don't know. We don't know yet. We're not, we're not trying to call anything before we get the evidence, the facts in front of us. Naturally, we need the evidence. And the, and the fact is, look, because we don't know Mrs. Miracle is working for Santa. That is our theory. Mm -hmm. We do know Mrs. Miracle is hiding from heaven. Yeah. That is a fact. And we can draw conclusions based on our hypothesis and what we actually. I think know. we've got some. Exactly. Yeah. I think we've got some very, very good hypothesis. We've got some very solid data. Trey, I'm sorry to say, I think we're going to have to keep watching more and more of these, though. <laughs> we have to. I think we're going to have to keep watching yeah. some more. We still haven't found the mistletoe secret, which. No, the mistletoe secret is still out there. Yeah. And I think the worst part is we don't even know what questions to be asking. Yet. I haven't even seen a mistletoe. Like, there hasn't even no. been a mistletoe in this movie. I'm no, disappointed. I want to see a creepy mistletoe kiss. All right. Great. Well, we've cracked the, we've cracked the code on Mrs. Miracle. Um, there is a yeah. future movie called Mr. Miracle, which, which I'm telling you, man, like, if, if we haven't given you enough evidence... Mr. Miracle is going to blow it all out of the water. And I think that's phase three or four. <laughs> when will Debbie McComber stop? Or more importantly, who will stop her? Uh, no one. I don't think anyone, no one I don't can. think any force on earth or heaven can stop Debbie um, from doing her thing. Here's, here's uh, her favorite way to relax other than writing. Uh, she says, this shouldn't surprise you. Knitting and cooking. <laughs> We're going to read all of Debbie's Q&As yeah. over the next few episodes. No, We're just going to do a question a week. It's really something special, I will say. Yes, next week we will be watching November Christmas and The Santa Suit. Which sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> stay jingling, right. stay jingling. Bye-bye, everyone. Yeah,